We are back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. That almost sounds like like horror music, doesn't it? It, it is the yeah. Space Odyssey 2020, 2001, whatever, the it very is. end of it. But it sounds like a, 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 a horror scene is about yeah, to Michael happen. Yeah, Michael Myers is coming yeah, from behind. exactly. By the way, Jay, exactly. we just did 56 minutes of content. Folks, you are not getting that anywhere else in Cleveland. No. I'm looking at the wrong camera, but 56 straight minutes. And by the way, if some other media outlet did 56 straight minutes, they'd follow it with a 15-minute break. We did 56 minutes. Yep. We were gone for two minutes, and now we're back. Now, don't That's get, what we're doing but here. But we should say, don't get used to it, because right now we're new. We don't have advertisers. We have a couple lined up already, but they're, they're, they're not in yet. Once we get advertisers, we're all going to sit here and say, remember the good old days when we go 56 minutes with no commercials? We'll right. still go a long time. Commercials pay the bills. you got to right. do it. We That's understand it. it. That's what pays the bills. Shout out, to, shout out to commercials and shout out to the people out there Merch. right now. Uh, the internet, <laughs> the internet is undefeated as always. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, my man Fry says, please let Mikey Big Nuggets know. We know microwave. He microwaves his steaks, and he does not put ketchup on his steak because he marinated his steak in ketchup. <laughs> steak take offense to that. Steak could not be more false. Steak well, How right? do you cook your steak, by the way? Hey, medium on. rare. Medium rare. Medium yeah. rare. Cast iron skillet. Medium. Ooh. Put you some. Now medium's unacceptable. You gotta get some whole garlic. You, uh, you mash uh, that. Garlic, put the yes. butter in it. And I'm gonna baste. Shout out to Gordon Ramsay. He'll teach you how to go look at it. He'll teach you how to do a good steak. What's Brad? I'm gonna about cast iron skillet. I'm a guy. I grill all year. Yeah, I'm, I'm the grill. Yeah. It's gonna gotta be, be on the grill. Over fire. Rare too? Yeah. No, no. Medium rare. Medium yeah. well. What are you talking about? Medium well. You're cooking the flavor out of that thing. Take him off the set. No, no, no. That's it. He's not allowed here. No, no, no. It's going to have a little pink in it, but I don't need yeah. blood. I'm not a vampire. I'm not either, but man, there's something about that medium rare. There's a new here, one here. that's between on, on my rare side and medium, medium, medium rare. On my side of town. That that's the perfect way to Jay, on my side of town, if you got that blood coming out, we're looking at you like you're a vampire. <laughs> you're like, you're <laughs> all playing. All right, so real quick, cut. Yeah. Best cut of beef? Ribeye. Okay. I want the filet. I mean, it's not even close. It's filet. No. I'm, I'm, it's not even Bone in ribeye. Ribeye's the best. Ribeye. They give you the flavor, but like, there's a reason that a filet, filet is tiny. Is, it's right because it's, it's okay. the best part. It, the center it's, cut filet. It's the perfect size. It oh, is. Don't have enough fat. The marble fat. Yeah. You don't overeat. No fat. The that's the best part. No, no that's not. The, leave, it, leave it to the two fat people. We'll yeah, we know. know. These guys, what do these guys know about food? <laughs> I, I know about fat. He's a real. He doesn't know anything about food. Ribeye, baby. Yes, sir. And one time. My favorite part of this week so far, and first of all, tomahawk steak. Top, what is that? Is what is a, a tom- yeah. I don't know about a tomahawk steak. Is it like a wow. is it like a Del yeah. Monaco? It's, it's huge. It's huge. Well, I don't want it. It's yeah, huge. It's I, I'm huge. like, give me the eight ounce fillet. Yeah. It's, it, That's wimpy. Yeah. Come on, the eight ounce. Yeah. Kobe right. beef is right. it doesn't doesn't. Oh, gee, anything less than fourteen ounces is unacceptable. unacceptable. Oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah. We're only we're an hour away from completing our first week. Yeah. And I just want to take a second to um, tell people how rare what we have already is. I, I love you guys like family already. It's I feel amazing. like I've known you guys my whole life. I didn't. I never met you. No, I, we I met mean, like once in training once camp. Like very, yeah. very briefly. Briefly, yeah. And I felt awful because when I met you, I mistook you from for Ken Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I literally was like, so, so Bo walked away going, oh, so you think that it's the other big guy? Yeah. And because. I, I just, I felt terrible after that. You had that. just come back to town. I had just come back yeah. and I felt terrible. I'm like, this guy's going to think I'm a rube. I, I did. And I felt I terrible. So my apologies. We've never even talked about that. <laughs> but I really didn't know you. I listened you to didn't. you on a regular basis yeah. and I've always enjoyed your work on, a, on the radio show. Thank you. you can drive opinion in this market like no one else has. Thank yeah. you. 
Uh, Brad, I've known, obviously, of who you are, but getting a chance to know you, your sensibilities. My wife, by the way, she's already picked her favorite cast member. It's not me. It's Brad. My wife loves her some Brad Sellers. She's like, he's just, he just seems so pleasant. And he seems so- he is pleasant. And then, yeah. and G. Bush. You were homeless when I met you. <laughs> oh, no. Here's I what I, so G. Bush brings a different sensibility to the show. I hadn't, I didn't know G. Bush. I didn't know him. I'd heard you on the radio, but I didn't know you. But this, what this is all about is this, this our corporation decided there's a void here. We can fill it. And it's really been magical. You know, our, our executive producer yeah. comes to us from the best damn show, sports show, period. I've had a lot of people already tell me, I like the show because it's got that best damn vibe. Yep. That's because Steve, he has absolutely nailed it. We get Mikey McNuggets, our, our line producer, who is this tireless, smart, driven, motivated guy that works 27 hours every day. Yeah. Does have bad He's potato taste, but everything else terrible is Terrible taste in potatoes. <laughs> He'd be up all but, time tonight. And then, you know, our, we've got two associate producers here that come to us from different realms of the world. Brianna comes to us from Columbus, but she's got this big, huge back, background in sports, and she's going she's gonna to make sure that we are honest that, hey, women know sports too. She's going to be pushing us to get female voices on. Yesterday, Aditi... Blew our doors off. She's Blew coming our in studio doors off, with us for two hours next which week. Which I can't wait. Yeah. Anthony's another one of our young producers. He comes in, doesn't know how to build graphics. Within three or four days, he's become our main graphic, art, uh, graphic artist. Works hard, smart, tireless. My point is... Director Steve. Director Steve comes to us from Channel 5 in Cleveland. Everybody knows Channel 5. He's like this guru director that's got every award that's ever been handed out to a television director. He comes to this project the way we all have. Humble, mm-hmm. with experience in tow. There he is. We love you, Director Steve. It's un- My point is, yeah. Brad comes to us. We've got DeQuell. We've got Joe Thomas. Help me, guys, as we Tim go. Tim Couch. We've got Aditi. We've got Tim Couch. We've had Bernie Kosar. Offer. We, we know it sounded bold and boastful when we said the ultimate Cleveland sports show, but that's what we're going for. And it's, I'm stunned that in five days... I'm super proud of all of the work this group has done. Yeah. Tyvis Powell. Yeah. Tyvis I, I, I love awesome. all of you guys like family. We Mike already Polk. feel, Mike Polk, yeah. we already feel like a family. Yeah. And I, it's incredible. It to is. Me. I, I was just saying to my mother yesterday, I said, you know, G and I have known each other a long time. Yeah. But because he was working a full time job, he could never fill in in the afternoons. No. Yeah. He could never, so we didn't actually work together that often. You worked at the same I've place. known him for in years. Passes, yeah. yeah. But and I always we always liked each other. We had a good relationship, but we never really worked together. I met Brad and I yeah, did a couple of Les Levine, uh, the Jewish the, breakfast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did that. And you and I met at training camp. Right. But none of us, I mean, outside of G and I, a tiny bit, we we hadn't worked together. No. And it does feel like we've known each other a long time. I'm having an absolute ball. I never thought I'd want to do TV. And when Steve called me about this project, and, and I already know you two guys were involved, and then you guys both reached out to me. And I was like, this sounds like so much fun. And we, I, I, I know you guys are saying it already. Yeah. I've had such a ball. It's lived up. Uh, such was, a ball this week. And yeah. it, great. It, it's extended family because with everybody that's on here, we all have relationships, right? Mm-hmm. We're reaching yeah. to our own back. So people here, they're going to see and hear from other people that you would not see in another market. <laughs> you're right. 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 We're going to pull some people out the bag. No, you're absolutely I know I'm going right. to pull some people out the bag. <laughs> yeah, right? well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Let's bring Mikey in. Mikey said that he's got something for us. Yeah, you talk about this being a family. I want to read a text from DeQuell that he sent a minute ago. Okay. Yeah. That was a blast, guys. 
Next Friday, I'll end the show with whiskey or a glass of wine to teach you what it's all about. I <laughs> mean, even the guest. It's an extended yeah. family, and it's yeah. growing day by day. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, we Love heard it. from Joe Thomas after he came on. It was a blast. He had yeah. fun. Aditi, Aditi yesterday well. said she had a – we can't wait to get her in studio for the yeah. whole two hours. So our goal is to – Chris Berman gave me the best piece of advice that anybody in the business has ever given me. Right before we launched Cold Pizza, I said, just give me – don't overcomplicate it. Give me the thumbnail, how, how we make this thing work. And it was very simple, and he's right. Have fun and the audience will have fun watching you, yeah. and that will make them more likely to come back tomorrow. It's really that simple. Laugh, enjoy yourself, have fun. Tyvis said this was a dream come true for him to sit in on this panel. You know, this is a guy that's won a national championship at Ohio State. Yeah, great. So we've got him coming from all corners. Tuesday of next week, we're going to have a longtime friend of mine on the show, Maurice Claret who really, if you're looking for the poster child, yes. a lot of guys had their lives derailed because they took things at the NCAA level that they weren't legally allowed to take. He might be the poster child for how his life came completely unraveled because he tried to monetize his name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. He, he was in a long-time spiral that led to a yeah. prison stay. Nobody has climbed up out of that spot better than Maurice Claret. He's going to be here next week because he's going to tell us about perhaps some of the pitfalls to this new Man, NIL that's coming right. to Ohio high schools. Yeah. It's likely to pass the vote on Monday. Chris He's Holman gonna be here as well. Tuesday. Chris Holman's going to be here. Yeah. And, and so, I, I tell you what, man, especially you, you, you very rarely see um, a show or something that, that is, is speaking directly to certain demographics. There's been so many times that people say, man, African-American community has been left out. We don't have a voice. We don't we don't have guys that are on TV. We don't have guys that are on the radio. And to have an opportunity to be able to get a guy like Maurice Claret yes. to come in here and tell his story that's from the inner city Youngstown mm-hmm. that grew up and just like a lot of people in inner city and Cleveland have and to tell that story and to show that, hey, look, just because you didn't make it to the league or just because you, you, you didn't have you didn't play in the league 10, 15 years does not mean you can't be successful. One of the, the most interesting things I'm interested in is the fact that Maurice Claret, you told you told me off air how well he's doing in business, yeah. how yes. well he's yeah. prospering. Yeah, I didn't and know so, that. So, yes. I, I, I didn't so when Maurice was climbing out. He did a uh, he did a, uh, a speaking set for me in Warrensville in front of the community. Terrific so he did, speaker. Did, a, did a, a fabulous job. But let me just say what I, what I joined the set for here because um, I was only interested in one thing, right? If we're going to do a show, we're going to talk about real things that real people talk about right. all the time. And we've not been afraid to touch on about anything. Because I, I want the inside track. We can't You be. can't get that from the network. So it's only going to take, they're going to give you right. a 10 second slot here. That's right. You can expand upon, expound upon your points here. Yeah. Right. And so everybody that we've had on so far has had a chance. And any, any of us have had a chance to really explain their positioning here. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get here. And I think that's what people are starting to like. The other thing too, and I don't want to talk too much about this, we probably already mm-hmm. have, but um, I, we will not take ourselves too seriously. Um, one of the reasons we read the comments from the internet is because we know that when sports fans are tough critics when it comes to shows like this, they're going to see things they hate and they're going to tell us. Yeah, and next we're week okay I'm going to be sharing that. Next week I'm reading all the hate tweets, and, you know, <laughs> fat comments. You looks terrible on TV. Hate mail. Whatever you think we suck, we're going to read them all. Yeah, if we you don't have, care. We we really because it's going to be funny. And the it's thing of it is, like everybody has an opinion. There'll be days you watch us and you think that we're all yelling too loud and you can't hear anybody. Probably. But it's very similar to a sports conversation that you have in your buddy's house when you're watching a football game. 
guys are loud talking over each other. That's They're right. trying to make their points. I think the reason we're like that is because it shows our passion. Mm-hmm. I, I have such love for sports, but more importantly, Cleveland sports, that sometimes I have to realize i got to turn it down three or four clicks because my passion's off the charts sometimes. Bull, you're very passionate yeah. about that. So <laughs> you're going to get the raw Bull yes. and Jay and Brad and G, and hopefully this is going to become the ultimate Cleveland sports show. We titled it that because that's what we want to become. But I think that that's what we are going to become. I think that's my hope, and we're going to rely on you guys to keep us honest. I'll give you a, a Cleveland take to use Cleveland sports, right? So we're all passionate about Cleveland sports, right? So I'm playing for the Chicago Bulls, right? So we fly into Cleveland to play the Cavaliers, obviously. And I would tell you that our teammates, on the way, Jordan included, would be like, oh, Lord, we're flying into Cleveland. So you know the, only the, the, the two people on the team that defended Cleveland, although we play in Chicago, Charles Oakley, and myself yeah, okay. defended yeah, Charles, yeah. Cleveland to the fullest. Like, you don't be talking about Cleveland like sure. that, right? Now we're going to go in here and try to smash them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you don't be saying but nothing about city, it. Don't this the city. You know what? It's like when someone says something. Like, when I was uh, in the Northeast, there were a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's, Cleveland's just an easy target. And I used to say, look, I can talk about Cleveland like that, but you can't. Right. It's like your like your sibling. Yeah. You know, family member. I can call my sibling stupid, but if you call my sibling stupid, it's it's gonna get real real fast. Well, as a, as a relative newcomer, even though it's eleven years to Cleveland, what I say to people is when they say something bad, like my friends say something bad once in a while about Cleveland, take a shot, and I always say, well, what is it that you don't like about Cleveland? And they're like. Well, I don't know. I've never been there. That's the key. So how would you know yeah. that you don't like Come it? visit us and every, then tell me. Every one of my friends that has come to visit, when they leave, they're like, man, Cleveland's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, without well, exception. Well, in 2016, when we were really the epicenter oh. of everything that was going on, you yep. had yeah. the NBA championship, you had the Major League Baseball's World Series, you had the uh, 2016 Republican mm-hmm. National Convention. Right. I had so many friends from the national media that had never before been to Cleveland that would make, go out of their way to either text me or call me and say, yeah. bro, I get it now. I, I never got it. I never understood why you loved Cleveland right. so much, aside from the fact that this is the area of the country I'm from. But I always would tell them the same thing. Before you throw darts, go check it out. Right. And then if, you, if there's something you don't like about it, that's fair. I live here. There are things I don't like about it. But for that to be your lead card... When you're talking about Cleveland, yeah. it's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy. It's, what it it's is. lame. It's lazy. It's, it's weak. Yeah. Okay, so, Mike, Mikey, do you want to go to Greg now? No, we got Greg. He okay, we've got Greg. All right, okay. here we go. Beautiful. So we told you earlier that we were going to be joined by uh, Greg Newsom, which really we've only been on for five days, but he's our first active member of That's the right. Browns. We've heard from all kinds of former Browns through the week. So without further ado, Greg Newsom. Uh, second year guy on the on the Hold Cleveland on. Browns. Greg froze up on us. He froze up yep, on us. So we'll- <laughs> Let's go back to break. We'll come back. We'll figure out. We can Greg. break or yeah. Let's go to break. We're yeah. going to go to commercial. We're going to fix the snafu with Greg's signal. And when we come back, Greg Newsom of the Cleveland Browns joins us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're right back. Stay with us. So awkward. All right, we're sharing a laugh here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show during the commercial break. We're probably going to tell you just about everything we talk about, even in commercial breaks, but yeah, not this not time. That. <laughs> you're you're going to hold that one. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff, is, it's all open and on the table. All right, uh, yeah. without further ado, let's bring him in. Greg Newsom had a, a good rookie year. There he is. I know the one thing that he, if he looks back on a season, he probably wishes that uh, 
you know, that maybe he could have uh, been ding-free without the injuries, but that's life in the NFL. Greg, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? We're doing great, great. man. So listen, we were talking in in the last hour uh, with DeQuell Jackson, of course, uh, a Pro Bowl linebacker with the Browns uh, about a decade ago, and one of the things that came up just in the course of the conversation was, so if, if Baker Mayfield was to show up at camp and something happens where Deshaun can't go and Baker's got to play, who would be the guy on the defensive side that would go to Baker and say, hey, look, man, you're on this team. We're wrapping our arms around you. We need you to win. Let's go. Who is that guy on the defensive side that is your rock? He's your leader. He's your unquestioned leader. Who is that player? Yeah, um, I would probably have to say Anthony Walker. Um, he's a guy from day one who was there for the team. Um, you know, he does things for the defense world. He'll have us, you know, all be together and do stuff like that. So I think Anthony Walker would definitely be the guy. Bull got it. Bull yeah. nailed it. I, it. I remember talking to Greg when he first got drafted. I probably doesn't remember because he did a million interviews. And because he and you and Anthony played in college together, of course at Northwestern, and Anthony had a great reputation coming to Cleveland. Remember, his teammates in Indy were crying when he left Indianapolis. That's how much they loved him. Greg, speaking specifically of Baker, though, obviously it's been a tumultuous offseason for him. Are you – I mean, we know – well, first of all, what was your reaction when you heard about the Deshaun Watson trade, and do you think Baker will still be here in training camp? Um, yeah, so, you know, my thoughts with the Deshaun Watson trade, um, it was crazy. Uh, you know, he's one of the, you know, best quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, he hasn't been able to play in a long time, but, you know, he's a great leader. Um, you know, he's a great player. And, you know, on the Baker situation, you know, I have no clue, honestly. Um, you know, I'm just wishing the best for him as well because, you know, I love him as a person as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm wishing the best for him. What would the What would the mood of the team be if, if it came to a situation where Baker isn't traded and they've got this $18 million salary that has to be paid, at least right now by the Browns, if, if, if you were told by Kevin Stefanski that we've got a suspension we've got to deal with with Watson, Baker's going to be our guy for the first four, eight games, what would the reaction of the team be to that news? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we got to play and we got to win. Um, you know, we set our standard high. We set our goals high. Um, and, you know, no matter who's back there behind, you know, at quarterback, uh, we're going to rally with them. Um, and we're going to do our best to win at the end of the day. Uh, so, you know, the team, at the end of the day, we're going to have to go out there and win no matter who's back there. So, Greg, Brad Sellers here. Let me, let me ask you a question. You're, you, you're, in, you're, you're going into your second year in this league now. You had a chance to understand what the league is all about and learn to become a pro's pro. So as it relates to a situation, and I'm not going to keep dwelling on Baker, but the fact that uh, in the situation he's in, if you sit out, you lose money, right? And you're in the final year of a deal. As a person coming into this league, can you really rationalize sitting out and losing money? Yeah, I know. I just, you know, I, I just feel like everyone's circumstance is different. Um, you know, obviously with him, he, he has a lot to deal with. Um, but it, it's hard to rationalize it. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, everyone has different circumstances. Um, you know, everyone's story is different. So, you know, you kind of got to, you know, play the cards that you were dealt. So um, whether it's him having to sit out, whether that's him being on a new team, whether that's, you know, t- him taking snaps for the Browns, you know, that's something that him and his family have to decide on and, you know, have to be comfortable with. Let me ask you this. Hey, going into the upcoming season here, 
uh, having a year under your belt now. How excited are you about this upcoming season and the opportunities and chances to do something special here in Cleveland? Oh, I'm super excited. Um, you know, the first season was didn't go the way that we wanted as a team. Um, you know, I think I played solid. I played all right. But, you know, I got a lot left in the tank. Um, and, you know, going into year two, I kind of at least figured the league out a little bit more uh, than obviously going in as a rookie. So um, I'm definitely excited for this team. And I know we have very high goals going into this next season. You know, Greg, you know, you know, we've had some nice serious questions so far, but let's get down to the real brass tacks. <laughs> I've been watching your game on and off the field. And one thing that I've noticed as I've been doing, you know, my research is, man, you a fly dude. You a fly guy <laughs> off off. Listen, your shoe game is ridiculous. I, I see you with some all red J's. I see you with the with the leopard cheetahs print spikes. Nice. Right. Do you feel first of all, I'm going to get, get two questions here. Do you feel like you got you know, one of the better shoe games on the Cleveland Browns right now. There we go. Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. Um, that's something easy. that I like. To do. Like, that's that's one of my things. I love shoes. So, Oof. you know, I always be buying shoes all the time. <laughs> I got the, the cheetah prints. Yeah. <laughs> Those are fresh. I like getting shoes. So I definitely would say I'm up there to, to have one of the best shoe games for sure on the team. So so let me let me um let's get to this for all the sneakerheads out there, man. So you know I, I'm a shoe guy myself. Like what would you, you gotta say? show him your shoes? Uh, I got the, these is light. These is uh, Kyrie's. These is light. He, he this this is light. <laughs> this man, look, you see that? He, listen, he got the off whites. Yeah, I know you, you got the red Octobers and all that. Listen, what do you think is your? I would say your most exclusive shoe that you got that you like when you really made it and you got that first check. You said, oh, I got to get these. I don't care how much they cost. We getting them. Um, I just got so the the Travis Scott Lowe's uh, oh, dunk. There you go. Oh, there you go. So, oh. don't here, do it there, to me. There you go. The <laughs> Travis Scott Lowe's. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Great. Who's got the worst shoe game on the team? It's got to be like an offensive lineman, right? They probably you know? got no shoe game. Yeah, they're not they're not rolling in the case. Oh, yeah. You know they don't really care too much about that. <laughs> they're wearing the New Balance like me. They got the right. New Balance, right? Yeah, Greg, you should see Bull's shoes. He's got the uh, the old man mall walker oh, yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and really quickly, Crocs are another thing. Like the Crocs is a is an offshore market. Crocs is the thing that you wear. Uh, do you wear, um, the, are you a big wear of the Crocs during camp and training camp because your feet hurt, um, but you could be a little stylish with the Crocs too. I, I've, been, I've been scouting that as well. Yeah, no, nah, Crocs like, for me, I just like to be comfortable, honestly. Like, going into the building, I don't really wear – you know, some people come in there all dressed up. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm going to put on some jogging pants, put on some Crocs, and put on a hoodie and, and get going. It's just yeah. something I can just slip on real quick. So, um, that's just one of, you know, one of my favorite shoes. Greg, getting ready to go to work, yeah. you know. Hey, Greg, on the field, getting back on the field here for a minute, because you had a tremendous rookie season. You're part of an excellent backfield. You were banged up a little bit. Denzel's – you know, guys have been banged up, but you got so much talent there. What was two things? One, what did you learn from Denzel, who just got obviously a huge extension, well deserved, great player? And two, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Yeah, so um, the thing I learned from him the most um, is what I say all the time is like, you know, as a rookie, I came in, obviously had some things to work on, had some things to fix, and I was trying to do it all at once. 
Um, but, you know, he told me, like, you have to choose one thing every single day and just focus on that. And then as you keep doing that, then you'll, you know, end up getting better. So I see myself improving a lot, you know, during the last season just from him, you know, doing that. But welcome to the NFL moment. Um, I think my whole entire OTAs in my rookie year, like, I was playing well, but honestly, I was just like, dude, like, I know they drafted me, but like, am I good? Like, am I good? Right. Yeah, like, you I are. Couldn't, I couldn't like, I don't know. I just couldn't like, I didn't have that confidence, um, wow. you know, that I had going into the season. And I just feel like I couldn't guard anything. Like, cause you know, when you go on the field in, in the NFL, it's no matter who you guard, like everyone's good. So you yeah. kind of got to have that, you know, mentality of, you know, being ready to play every single day. And at the end of, at the, end of the day, everyone's trying to feed their family. So you can't take any reps off. The guy, um, I'm sorry, Greg. Great point. Uh, Greg, the guy you least enjoyed covering in your rookie season, who's the toughest cover for you so far? Um, Honestly, I would probably say Deontay Johnson. Um, wow. I, I, I love this game. Really, I really love this game. Um, he's like a smaller guy, so he's, you know, real shifty, real fast. But I would say he, he was the one um, that I really had to, you know, hone in on my technique and everything the whole game. Yeah. You, you know – when we talk about cornerback position for the, the layman's out here, the people, regular fans, you know, they kind of don't get what DBs do. Um, can you kind of explain the difference between playing the outside corner as well as playing? What's the difference between playing the outside guy that's taking on a number one or number two receiver or uh, as opposed to playing inside where you may be guarding a slot receiver? Like what, what, what what's your mindset that changes or is there a mindset change if you plan on outside or whether uh, guard somebody on the inside in the slot? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, your mindset definitely changes. Um, you know, when you're playing in the slot, when you're playing inside, you, you tend to have more help. You know, you got your linebacker right there to the right. You also got the corner outside to the left, and then you got a safety who normally is in the middle of the field. So you have you tend to have a lot more help. Uh, now, when you get to the outside, you definitely have to have a, a, mindset, a mindset switch. It's like you're playing one-on-one the whole entire game. So... You know, you might get help, but you should never expect any while you're playing outside. So, Greg, let me, I'm going to go back to what you just talked about being the, as you're learning, because as a pro, you will doubt yourself in your first couple yeah, of years trying to really figure out, do I really yeah. belong here? Because you're trying to figure out how to make it. Who was the person that helped you along the way to make sure? Because as you're growing in confidence, right, you're here for a reason, right? They draft you in a position because they see a skill set that you can bring to the table that's going to help this team. You have to grow into that player. Who's that person in the locker room that helped you as you're going, trying to grow into that player? Oh, Troy Hill, without a doubt. Um, mm. That's like my big brother. I still talk to him to this day. I text him pretty much every week. But he was a guy, like, as you see in practice, like I'm stretching. I'm always standing right next to him. Um, you know, he's always teaching me ways to watch film, do all that stuff. So um, I, I don't think I would have been – you know, ahead of, ahead of the learning curve and playing as well as I did um, without Troy Hill, for sure. Um, definitely, it was definitely Troy Hill. Greg, what's it like playing behind Miles Garrett? Because we watch him and we're like, my God, this guy is such a freak. He's one of the greatest athletes I think I've ever seen in my life. He's a physical specimen that can't be matched. Playing with Miles Garrett, what's that like? Oh, it's easy. Yeah. Like, it's, it makes my job so much easier. Um, you know, he gets to the quarterback in two seconds, so the ball has to come out. Um, and, you know, obviously I've never – not many corners can say they play with a guy like that. So, um, for that to be my guy, the cornerstone guy on the team, uh, my rookie year, 
and going into the you know the rest of my career is just amazing. It makes my life ten times easier. Um, I appreciate him as much as much. I know he appreciates me too as well. But I definitely appreciate him up there in front. That clock ticks a lot faster when you got a guy like Miles coming out there. Hey, um, sure. I know that you've probably checked it out, and we we've talked about it at length today. But did you go through the schedule, and what are your initial thoughts? How would you characterize the Browns' 2022 schedule? Oh, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be amazing. Um, I was able to check it out a little bit. I didn't see too much of it, but um, you know we're excited. Um, we got I think Carolina first. New York is our home opener, so uh, we'll definitely be ready to go and. I see we get the Steelers on a Thursday night. Um, we get the Bengals on a Monday Monday game. So um, that's going to be fun. We I just can't wait to get started. Is there one game that you circled right away? I know everybody always looks at the first game, but as you look at all 17, which one got two circles around it for you? Oh, definitely the Monday night game. Yeah, that's what I thought. There should be bananas in that stadium, Greg. It's Halloween, Monday night, in-state rivalry, hopefully Watson against Burrow. Mike, it's going to be crazy in Cleveland that night. Hey, fam, let me let me ask you something real quick. Hey, man, where are you at right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. He, uh, he, oh, 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 my oh, gosh. Look at those shoes. Hey, That's a mic drop. No, oh, no, my Northwest is in the building. Northwest hey, is in the building. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 that was the biggest flex I've ever seen. He <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in a... You know what he said? That's hey, not all of them. Here's what he said. Who needs lighting and curtains when I got this on the floor? Greg, that's a mic drop. Our producer, Mikey McNuggets, has a question for you. Mikey, go ahead. Hey, Greg, I was doing some research. I saw you ran a 4-3-8-40. Looking at the panel on your oh screen my gosh. here. We had this debate last week. Who do you think is the fastest hey, of the four out here? Easy. Definitely me, Greg, right? Dang, <laughs> who is the fastest? Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, David. Who goes, I, I, maybe where are we talking about now? Maybe back in the day, like you know what I'm saying? Not right now, yeah. today, today let's, let's if we went out right now, right we ran now. the forty right now. Bruh, it's only one, bro. It's Jay. <laughs> bruh, it's, bruh. It's only it's only one, bro. Brad, Brad it's only has to take it's, five it's only steps one, to get the forty. He's the youngest. He's the youngest hey, bro, one here. Hey, I'm, you, I'm going. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm going with the youngest for sure. Hey, <laughs> he got it. Hold on, Greg. Greg, you you ran track and field, didn't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You long jump, didn't you? Yep. All right, my son is currently ranked ninth in the world. He jumps 27 feet. You want to think about that real quick? That's my boy. He's my clone. It's not man. you. He's my damn clone. He's going to take that yeah, man's credit. That's son. Man, that's be son. quiet. I got it. your son. He's got all of it. Be quiet, be quiet Jack. I got a top five right. draft pick coming out of here in a little bit. Don't be talking about that. Here's what I will it's only do. One, it's, only one, it's only one game on the set, bro. There's only one that got a check from somebody, bro. Right. You, you, awesome, you were bro. never signed for your Look, speed. I'm OG though. I'm OG, <laughs> bro. Turn on the videos, bro. <laughs> you can find me in the NBA 2K. But now you're more old than G. No matter. <laughs> I live in infamy on video. You do forever yeah, and ever. There it is. I'm still he will get to the, he'll, he will true. get to the 40 yard line in five steps. Mm. So he does have that going for us. So Greg, as you um, as you look back on on your rookie season. What was the biggest challenge from a team standpoint? Not individually, but you guys had some things going on. And from the outside, we always try to look in and figure out what the biggest challenge was. As you look at it in your rearview mirror now, what was that the biggest challenge internally as a team? 
Yeah, I think honestly is is what you said, the injury piece. Um, you know, we weren't able to gel all the way as a team because, you know, we didn't have that many reps together with each other. Um, you know, that back end with me, Denzel, you know, it was Ronnie and John and Troy. Like we weren't able to play all the games together. So we weren't able to really know each other as well as we could have, especially that was our first year playing all together. So, um, you know, it was games where it was me and Greedy starting. It was games where it was, you know, Greedy and AJ in the game. It was games where it was AJ and Denzel. Like it was so many different combinations. And obviously I think we did a great job adjusting to, you know, what we had to. But, you know, I think when going into year two, when we're able to practice with each other more and being able to be all on the field at the same time again, I think it'll really show, um, you know, how elite of a group we are. All right, we're going to get you out. First of all, thanks for, you know, hanging out with us, kicking it with us a little bit. We're going to get you out of here on an easy one. What is your guilty pleasure fast food? Like, you know, you ain't supposed to be eating it. <laughs> you know, the trainer and the, the nutritionist said, listen, Greg, you can't be eating gummy worms before the game. You know that. <laughs> but what, what is what is your go to uh, uh, guilty pleasure fast food? See, I don't know if y'all know this spot. It's um, if, if y'all ever been to Chicago, it's called Harold's Chicken. Dude, mm, dude. <laughs> Dude, he I'm played a, in I'm Chicago, bull, dude. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know him, but but everybody else, I don't know if if, if the whole world's gonna really know too much about Harold's Chicken. Though. Harold's but off Harold's, the chain. Harold's off the chain. For sure, Harold's right. Chicken. Well, now now I know to go, where to go <laughs> the next time right. I'm in Harold's, Chicago. Right? Hey, before we let you I'm go, get one I, to honestly, yeah. this is the last question. Um, what did you make of? Your boy Chubb's six seventy five squat ooh, effort ooh. that we saw rolling around on social earlier this week. I just seen. I was actually just with him yesterday too. I'm like, bro, like I, I don't <laughs> understand how you could put that much weight on your back and he didn't have a belt, like nothing no. with it. He's a he's a beast. Like it just shows you how freakish you know of a of a guy he is. And I think he finished maybe second or third in rushing last year and didn't play every single game. So. Like I'm, I'm glad that we have that ability yeah. on our team yeah. too, you know, to be able to run the ball. So you know, when we're up in games, you know, we don't have to worry about throwing the ball. We can run the clock out a little bit more. But you know, all of our running backs are freaks. But Chubb, mm. I haven't like I haven't seen a running awesome. back like him. Yeah, he could probably insane. he could probably have Denzel on one arm and Greg on the other arm. Easily. And still, and, right? I mean, easily. Oh, for sure. He is the yeah. man. He is the man. Hey, Greg, listen, thanks so much for taking time with us. Thanks, um, Greg. En- enjoy the rest of your offseason. We cannot wait to see you back on the field again. I know that jump from year one to year two is big for most players. I know it's going to be for you. Thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Thank Greg. Well done, man. man. Well, well Thank you. done.